Welcome to a brand new episode of We Might Be Overthinking This. I'm your host, Dara Rahim. And I'm your other host, Aliyah Rahim. Today, Aliyah and I decided to kind of peel back the fourth wall, if you will. Oh, did we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> did we not? Uh, I guess so. What, what's, what are we peeling back? We're peeling back a layer of our inner sanctum. Ah, I see, I see. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we are. We are indeed. We're revealing to the listeners. A little thing we like to do just for funsies. Yes, we in our alternate world are high-powered studio executives. We are high-powered casting directors. We actually have our own uh, casting agency called DNA. Yes. Um the movies we've cast, you have not seen. We have the thing about <laughs> us is that we have made some of the greatest, greatest. movies never made. Yeah, like literally, if we had the money mm-hmm. to make these films, wow! Like Scorsese, who people would not be looking for the next. People wouldn't. We would fill the whole. No, I'm not even gonna say no. that. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's afraid to even tell you about the greatness. Yeah. Like she doesn't want you to like, know. Hollywood just isn't ready. They're not. Well, they don't want to see two black queens win. That's true. That's <laughs> true. So now you're speaking the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay. we've decided to <laughs> let you know just what our untapped potential. So a thing that we like to do from time to time mm-hmm. is when we're watching a movie. Yep. Sometimes it's a classic film. Sometimes. Sometimes it's new. Sometimes it's new. <laughs> and we say, let's make this better. <laughs> let's recast this. Often we are um, left unsatisfied by what the actors have delivered us. Mm-hmm. And we think, who could do this better? But... The most recent iteration of this mm-hmm. is one night, um, Leah and I were watching television, yeah. uh, kind of looking for something something to unwind to at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you turn to Turner Classic Movie Channels, because that's not even a channel that we ever go to. I didn't turn to it. I was flipping through the guides, and I saw that... I. I don't know why I clicked on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I literally don't. It was quite literally fate. But we stayed on it because, well, tell tell me the movie. Okay, so the movie that we stumbled upon on TCM was The Children's Hour. Have you ever heard of it? Probs not. Probs not. It is starring uh, Audrey Hepburn. Ever Ever heard heard of of her? her? And I don't know, Shirley MacLaine. Ever heard of her? Ever heard of her? And The Old Man from the notebook legends <laughs> only i don't know your name but i know you're a legend now like you're i know legend. you're a legend you are. um anyone who plays young ryan goss like a yeah. legend <laughs> like i was so proud when you got that role <laughs> um so anyway i will not bore you with the details i'll just give you a quick synopsis of the film quick Audrey Hepburn and Charlie McLean play childhood friends who now, as adults, run a boarding school for girls. Mm-hmm. And oh, sorry, you should. Yeah, I mean, is it obvious to people that this movie is set in like the fifties? So I said the- Audrey Hepburn, <laughs> who like famously died in like the eighties. Okay, I'm just so. just making sure people know the movie's in black and white. Okay, it's old. <laughs> 
<laughs> a young Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, I think the movie is like from like 1960. Yeah, I think they said uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's was filmed a year later or something, yeah, like, yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, and so the guy from The Notebook plays Audrey Hepburn's fiance. And long story short, one of the girls from the boarding school tells her grandmother a vicious rumor about Audrey Hepburn and Shirley MacLaine's character, which then uh, forces all of the girls in the school to be pulled out of the school. Their whole world are flipped upside what's, down. What's the rumor that she tells her grandma, though? Should I tell them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of goes to like why we're casting. Yeah. Okay. The rumor <laughs> is that Shirley MacLaine and Audrey Hepburn are lovers. Lovers. And the Lesbian girl- lovers. Yes. So that's so then the grandmother goes and tells all the other girls' parents and everyone like that day, you see it's just car after car lining up, pulling their girls out of school. They don't tell Audrey or Shirley why. So they're like freaking out. They're like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Then I don't want to get like get too much. So anyway, they find out why they're like, oh, my God, we have to clear this up. Like, it's not true. Or is it? Or is it? Yeah. So, okay, this movie's like 100 years old, I guess. So, anyway, long story short. Well, wh- their, life is, their lives are pretty much ruined. Yeah, because they, like, are in a small town, so the whole town shuns them, like, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Like, they're being harassed. Like, it's it's it gets bad. And then uh, Audrey Hepburn's fiancé is, like, fr- I think, like, their cousins or something with the girl's grandmother who like spread yeah. the rumor because he's like very close with her yeah. and he's like how can you do this like you know it's not true mm-hmm. like you don't even give them a chance to defend themselves like they're convicted in a court of law like the women are yeah. like because they try and take the woman to court but yeah. like no one will like stand up for them yeah. and say that this isn't true and the long story short, the girl was lying because she didn't like the teachers because they were punishing her because she was always lying. <laughs> and it comes out that it was a rumor. The grandmother is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And but by this point, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really no going back. Yeah. But what is interesting to find out is that towards the end of the movie, even though, well, they don't ever show us Shirley and uh, Audrey like being together as lovers and I'm watching it thinking the whole time that this is a rumor like there is no truth to it but then at the very end when like things are settling down and they're thinking maybe they can start over their lives in some capacity Shirley MacLaine tells Audrey Hepburn you know what if it's not like a rumor like what if like I can't like stop these feelings like maybe like part of this is real like maybe that girl saw something in me and Audrey's like don't talk like that like what are you talking about like what do you mean and she's like you're right like I'm just tired like I'm just gonna go to bed and sleep this off and we can start planning what we're gonna do with the rest of our lives tomorrow Mm -hmm. and Audrey's like okay like I'm gonna go for um a walk you sure you don't want to come with me and she's like no I'm just gonna take a nap uh Audrey goes for a walk, gets a bad feeling, quickly turns around, runs back to Shirley McLean's bedroom door, which has now been locked and barricaded, and she has killed herself. Um, yeah. So, so, but what gets even better? Like, okay, so the movie is good. Like, it's really Shirley good. is 
so freaking young and beautiful yeah. in this. It's insane. Like I'd never seen her that young. Me either. Like I've only seen her in classic films like uh Rumor Has It. Um <laughs> in her shoes. Classic film, yep. In her shoes. Yep. Uh Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I wasn't aware of the range. Nope, but she's got it. Um and seeing her and Audrey Hepburn like act together is like Incredible. crazy. It's like, oh, you've lived. Oh, you've lived. She's wait. She she's, she's got stories. To so tell. wait, let me get this straight. You worked with Audrey Hepburn and Cameron Diaz. Wow, <laughs> wow. the stories you could tell. So like I said, legends only. <laughs> but what gets? I think. Don't you think that like what got more interesting was afterwards the like CEO. T uh Turner Classic movie comes on and tells us the actual T behind the movie. Yes, okay. So Ben comes on and tells us what's really going down yes. with the movie. Would you like to tell? No, you tell it. Okay. Cuz <laughs> I remember okay. Yeah. So what is interesting what cuz like immediately we're like okay, this movie needs to be remade because even though like there's all these legends in it like I never heard of it. Yeah, and it's it an definitely story. Yeah. Like you kind of cuz the viewer well we were left really left with like wait were they really lovers? Right. Like, like the way they ended it is so good. It's so, yeah, it's so up, obtuse and like you, yeah, you just really don't know. Yeah. Um. So, yes, sorry. Now I remember it and I can tell what Ben said. Okay. Okay. Ben tells us that it's actually a remake. Yeah. Of a movie um, from, I think, 20 years earlier. Mm-hmm. And then that first iteration it was, act- but the original is actually a play. So first it was a play yeah. on Broadway and they made it to a movie in the forties and then they made it into a movie with Audrey Hepburn and Shirley MacLaine mm-hmm. who both, I think were nominated for, um, Academy Awards. Yeah. For that movie. They were. No. Like yes. now you are full on making things. No, up. I'm fully not. hundred <laughs> percent. May I okay. look it up? Okay. We're gonna, we'll have to check about one post. or both. Yeah. Oh, okay. One or both. She doesn't know. Um, and so it's a remake of a, of another movie of based on a play. Right. And, but in the first movie, they didn't even bring up the lesbian lover thing because it was so like taboo, taboo at that time. And it's like, it's kind of like, okay, well, what the heck was that movie about? Right. But um, in the play, he it, said they, that it was a huge part of it. And they were actually lovers. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay. so it's like, we need to get our hands on that play. Yeah. We need <laughs> because <laughs> that's what i want oh. okay well how does that i hate censorship we need to get our hands on the fly yeah <laughs> we'll find it somewhere library of congress probably <laughs> right so yeah so in the play it's like they were definitely lovers the second movie they don't even talk about it or the first one they don't even talk about it second movie is left kind of like you, you take what you will from this yeah so now we're thinking, okay, 2021, baby. Right. Uh, the queers, they've got their rights, sort of. Uh, <laughs> for now. For now. Uh, let's do a remake. That would, like, Yeah, it would be such a good remake because like two women in the roles that I haven't really seen. Yeah. And then like... There's also something for a man to do. We've got, it, yeah, there are men. It's a vital it. supporting role that I think, like, any, you know, young ingenue would be happy to sink his teeth into. And, you know, Harry Styles, he famously loves famously. to play supporting roles. Just ask roles. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. He loves to play supporting roles to women. Yeah. Um, okay. So but, we said we've got to recast this for 2021. But... That's not even the movie we're going to recast for you right here now. Oh, we're not even going to do our quick little, like, what we said? 
Okay, who was the Why? Guy? Just because we weren't sure. Yeah, that one was off so... Okay, we're still working on this. We're not ready to, like, reveal the casting yet. Yeah, because that one's not as perfect as the movie we... That's really true. have. That's true. Okay, so we'll come, maybe we'll put a pin in that well, and we'll, we'll reveal it later. Yeah, good idea. But what's interesting is that the movie that inspired this casting was another... One shirt, of our favorites. Oh! Wait, she's in that one? She's in Valentine's Day. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we were talking about Valentine's Day. And you were saying how it's, like, actually not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it was cheesy. Yeah. Cheesy, but it was and cute. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forget that it's, like, decent because New Year's Day is so bad and kind of unwatchable. Yeah. Not nearly as unwatchable as Mother's That's Day. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I can't even, like, remember New Year's Eve. I'm not even sure I've seen it from start to finish. I don't think I've ever seen I it from start to finish. I just know Catherine Heigl and John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Kevin Heigl's in Mother's Day? No, no, no. Sorry. I'm thinking. No, she's in New Year's Day. Oh, she is? Yes. Oh, yes, God. Yes. And she and John Bon Jovi is her like love interest. Wait, what? I don't oh, like it when John Bon Jovi God. acts. Me it either. makes me really uncomfortable. Nobody does. Yeah. Like, I don't like his episode of Sex in the City. Like, that's weird. Oh, like, no. don't yeah. act. Please don't act, John. Yeah. Um, and I said to Dara, I was like, it's so funny that those movies with those, like, where the whole premise is like, bunch of celebrities like so many celebrities in one movie so come here to watch all the celebrities yeah it's so funny that those movies are so bad because one of our favorite movies that does a similar thing that has a bunch of celebrities in it he's just thought that into you does it so well yeah he just thought into you although it came out at a similar time as valentine's day is not a part of this like universe right but they also were like the whole thing gag was like bunch of celebrities yeah and like their movie posters are like similar similar. so like it definitely is confusing but like valentine's day mother's day new year's eve i think those are all gary marshall productions they are and he's just not into you it's just like coincidentally Mm -hmm. similar yeah but it's not and like some of the stars overlapped but that should not confuse you is not the same universe not the same universe if you've never seen this movie i urge you so good you're so lucky because it's actually on netflix now you used to just have to wait for it to be on e yeah you just have to wait (laughs) and then they would play it for 12 hours straight (laughs) you just have to watch it because then you never knew when you were going to get to see it again Exactly. Um, huge stars: Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, what? Bradley Cooper. Ever heard of them? Three stars born. Um, Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer all the Goodwin, Jennifers. all the Jennifers. Yes, Jennifer Connelly, Goodwin, and Jennifer Aniston all in one scene. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Drew Barrymore, Scarlett oh Johansson, the guy from Entourage, the guy from Entourage. Um, the women are bringing more star power than the men. Definitely. Oh, Justin Long. Oh my Justin God. Long. My absolute favorite, Justin Long. Justin Long. Do Busy not, Phillips. Busy Phillips. Small cameo. Yeah. Not cameo, More, but, but small, yeah, small role. Small role. As she, oh, she just want to do. Yeah. Um, what she's known for. <laughs> small cameo in everyone's life. <laughs> we love you, Busy. We love you. Alina really is a fan. I do really like Busy. Um... Uh, I want to just talk about my love for Justin Long, but oh it's okay. My God. I don't. Anyway, I digress. And so we were like, okay, this movie was made. Oh, crap. We should look that up. But um, oh. it's probably like 15 2005? years. 2005? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but there are so many things that have happened to dating since then Mm -hmm. that we could absolutely 100 percent might do a remake a hundred percent like this in this world like dating apps aren't even a like there are of course like dating sites yeah and they do kind of talk about it but they're not as ubiquitous as Mm -hmm. now as like everything tender grinder hinge bumble like, bumble as it being like pretty much the league like, the league everything like uh, everything raya yeah like, it's not like that's pretty much everyone's like primary way of like f- dating yeah so and i'm the, told <laughs> yeah whereas in this universe yeah it, it is it doesn't exist so yeah like, and so like the like the yeah the way people date is so different like, yeah you know she's talking about people leaving voicemails on her answering machine at home like no not a thing anymore right so I'm just like, we could totally make another, he's not into you, but what are we calling it? They're just not in, that into you. you. <laughs> I also want to say about this movie, and this is where my love of Justin Long comes from. It actually, you know what, you learn a lot. You'll save a lot of time yeah. if you pay attention to this yeah. movie. Okay? You seem like a cool girl, so I'm just going to be honest with you. Connor's never going to call you. Oh, really? How do you know? Because I'm a guy, and it's just how we do it. He said it was nice meeting me. I don't don't care if he said you were his favorite female since his mommy and Joni Cunningham. Over a week went by, okay, Gigi? And he didn't call you. But maybe he did call, and I didn't get the message. Or maybe he lost my number, or is out of town, or got hit by a cab, or his grandma died. Or maybe he just didn't call because he has no interest in seeing you again. Yeah. But my friend Terry once went out with a guy who never called. She totally wrote him off. Over a year goes by. Right. And she ran into him, and it ended up that they... Yo, your friend Terry's an idiot, and she's also the exception, by the way. The rare exception. Okay, okay. But what if I'm the exception? No, you're not. You're not at all. In fact, you're the rule. And the rule is this. If a guy doesn't call you, he doesn't want to call you. Really? Yeah. Always. Yeah, always. Look, I know what blowing off a woman looks like. Okay, I do it early, I do it often. So trust me when I say, if a guy is treating you like he doesn't give a shit, he genuinely doesn't give a shit. No exceptions. Okay, because sometimes... Cool, because, yeah, because now we've talked about that. Was he a dick or, like, were you just dumb? Yeah. Like, we have... And not that, like, taking the responsibility off of men. No, 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 But, like, let's just take some autonomy for ourselves. Like, was he a dick? Yes. But, like, were you also being a dumbass? Yes, probably. was he ever really that nice to you? (laughs) Did he ever show signs of wanting to actually date you? Did he ever show like? Yeah. Did he show like? No, he didn't. That feeling in your stomach yeah it's anxiety it's not butterflies it's not butterflies it's terror it's and fear (laughs) i'm dying alone (laughs) so lots of um new teachings that can be taught in this from the last one and that could be carried over into Mm -hmm. this new one Mm -hmm. so let's start with our cast of they're just not that into you. So, like I just said, one, the two of the biggest stars I would say are Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Like Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck's storyline. Can I say one thing really quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, just like the last like comparison between this and like Valentine's Day is like why he's just not that into you so much better than those. Yeah. Is because. Even though there's a lot of stars, everyone has something to do. Yeah. No one is just like, you see them and you're like, oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. Like, 
there's like half as many stars there is so it's like in valentine's that's day, why it's good it's too many like people pop up and i'm like I mean, oh my god yeah it's like yeah. what a waste of freaking talent yeah. to have like kathy bates like in the movie for five minutes like don't ever do right. that to her again exactly. or me again yeah okay <laughs> so like we're not just having stars for star sakes like i just want to stress that yeah. okay so so, we should reveal our cast. You said that you thought Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck were okay. They were definitely the biggest stars in the movie. But what I kind of like about it is that even though their s- plot is a huge theme, yeah. it's really Justin Long and Jennifer Goodwin's story that's like the big. Definitely. But I, I, I start with them because they are the biggest uh, stars in the movie and they play a couple. So we started with finding two huge stars. Mm-hmm. Like you come for them, but you stay. You you come for the Ben, but you stay for Justin. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. You're, I'm right. Okay. So our two big stars, Selena Gomez, okay, who has great comedic chops. Amazing. Like a lot of people don't know that about they her. They don't. Mm-hmm. She's incredibly underrated when it comes to comedy. So funny. And I think we need to start utilizing it more. We can yes. put the music career on the back burner for now, boo-boo. Yeah, I think she has. <laughs> <laughs> so like we're going to do it too. <laughs> if she has it, we've done it for her. Yeah. Okay, listen, Rare had some bops. Yeah, um, it does. She wrote the second verse. So okay. I was just about to say, love you to lose me was like, yeah. I felt that. I, so I'm not like disrespecting her. You know, I love Selena Gomez. And another person from music who's breaking. I'm casting her in her life changing role. <laughs> yeah. Of course I love her. Harry Styles. Yeah. Who's trying to break into the acting mm-hmm. world. Um, I think, yeah, we need, and he does, he's doing a lot of serious movies, but you know what? I think we need to see yeah. if you've got really the range, Harry, yeah. Harry, do you have a range? Comedy is so much harder than drama. It really is. It yeah. really, really is. And I think like they would be such a fresh face for this. Like yeah. that's what would make like the remake like so fresh. Yeah, exactly. And by the time we get those off the ground, like it's going to be almost 20 years since the original, which You're is right. crazy. Perfect timing. Yeah, by the time we get us off the ground. Wait, yeah. maybe I should look up real quick when it came out. Because what if it came out in 2011? Oh, shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay. But look it up. Yeah, so Harry Styles. And okay, Selena- it came out in 2009. Okay, so okay. it's 2021. Okay, it's been over 10 years. That's fine. Okay, not quite 20. But so by the time we get this all going to be 15 years. Yeah. 15 year anniversary. Yeah, Whatever. 15 year anniversary. Perfect. Okay, so Selena and Harry. We haven't gotten all the kings are all the... We haven't... We know we haven't written the movie yet. We've just right. cast it. We're just casting. <laughs> so Selena and Harry, they're one couple. Okay. Um, Gemma Chan from Made Famous from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I love that. She's gonna be in a love triangle with Lakeith Stanfield, who you know from at Atla- uh, Atlanta. He's huge right now. What yeah, else? he was um, in. He was Black, just in, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, get out. Knives. Knives out. Get out and, and knives, knives out. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's kind of and um, freaking stars. uncut gems. Yep. Yeah, he's huge. He's, he's huge. We don't know him. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, Hassan Minaj. Love that. Who again has no. not been fully utilized. No. A, he's freaking hot and also so cute hot. at the same time. Yeah. And he's really funny. He's so funny. And he's incredibly he's smart. He's just wasting away. I know. Like, what are we doing? You know they canceled a show on Netflix too, right? I know. So he was made famous from um, The Daily Show. Yeah. And then he got his own show on Netflix. Yeah. 
And now they canceled it. So we really need to find something for him. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect one. So Gemma Chan, Lakeith Stanfield, and Hassan Minaj, love triangle. So good. We haven't quite figured out yet. Who is she going to be dating? Is she going to be dating Hassan or Lakeith? <sighs> That's a really good question. They would kind of be the, uh, the akin to... Um, I think he... I think she should be dating Lakeith because Lakeith can play this really smooth suave mm-hmm. guy really well yeah. unless we wanted to do that kind of trick casting where Hassan Minaj plays the really smooth guy that she's like with and then like Lakeith is kind of like the bumbling like friend who are we basing them what's the parallel to the original again I thought it was a uh, Bradley Cooper Oh, Story what line. the love triangle of Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Connelly, and Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Oh, right. She's going to start having an affair yeah. with one of them. So oh. the person she's married to isn't suave. Right. So I, th- I think the the op- the fun casting would actually be Lakeith being the husband who's like kind of good and like there's no reason you should cheat on him. And then Hassan is kind of like maybe a little bit of a mess and like. Oh, maybe like a little bit of a playboy. Playboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So okay, TBC, but yeah, we're so as you can see, we're still working out the case. Yeah. Okay. Next though, Yara Shahidi from Blackish and Grownish, uh-huh. super cute on the come up. Yeah. Listen, Zanea can't get all the rules. Exactly. We've got to share some with Yara. Share some with Yara. Oh my god! Like being selfish at this point. <laughs> She's gonna be date, or her love interest is gonna be Calvin Harris Jr. Oh my gosh! I was staring at the screen trying to figure out who he was. I was yeah. like, who did we cast? So he remember. is another kind of up and comer. Mm-hmm. He's from real up and coming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. Well, we got a budget to work with, and we've got hairstyles. So right. Oh on. my god, he's gonna cost us so much oh money. Oh my god, so much. It's okay. We'll make room. Um. No, no craft services. No, uh, just for him. <laughs> Calvin Harris Jr. is from Waves. He's from that movie Loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wasn't he? He was in the photograph. Yes, he yes. was in the photograph. So okay, oh, so Lakeith will be able to hook that up for us. Yeah, and he's also in that movie High Note with. Um, oh yes, oh, Grownish, Blackish, Boom, Boom, Boom. Grownish, bl- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, oh he already knows Yara. Yes. Well, oh. sort of, maybe. They've not. <laughs> Tracy's done introduction. She probably went to the premiere. Well, no, there was a premiere. Could have. Well, this is their chance. It's their chance. Tracy's been telling them forever how much they need to meet. Mm-hmm. So okay. now they, they will. Would be super cute. Yeah. Okay. Next up, um, <sighs> I love this. I love this oh casting. my god, this is so good. Y- Yvonne Origi, who plays Molly from Insecure. Yes. Her love interest, Jesse Williams. Boom. Mm. Boom. Boom. Have mm. you ever wanted to see it? You didn't even know. And yeah, we're You're about, about to, to see it. it. We're about to give it to you. Um, okay, and, uh, and don't forget, don't forget, forget. We got something for these white people. We too. got something for these white people. Okay, it's not okay. the freaking BET award. Okay, yeah, no, it's yeah, not the yeah. white people. I mean, we do want to go like pretty big box office. Yeah, so yeah, we got to have white people as a children host on the poster. Exactly. No, we're going to give them a substantial <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, one of my favorite, though, my favorite, my favorite white, white girls. Sir Ronan, mm-hmm. my girl. One of my favorite white kings. Paul Mescal from Normal People. They're so. both Irish because Irish representation is actually so, so important. important. Yeah. Okay. That actually wasn't planned. It was just a happy little quickie. Yeah. Well, they're going to be Irish in the movie, right? Yeah. I love definitely. Irish people in New York. Definitely. They act like they're so lost and confused. <laughs> they're like, oh my God. <laughs> they're like, where are the potatoes? Where? <laughs> 
Aaliyah, your hair is canceled. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so they're also going to be cast for Because another reason is like Sir Sharonin. She hasn't really done anything light yet. Yeah. And also another person. Like, we get it. You can win an Oscar. Yeah, like big but deal. But can you sell a movie? Exactly. Can you sell a movie? Yeah. And we're going to find out. And we're going to find out. Last but not least, got to do something for the gays. Yay. Got to do something for my gays. In the original, the gays were just a stereotype. In the remake, they have a storyline. You know it. That's called progress. <laughs> yes. Everyone's favorite queer right now, Aubrey Plaza. I love that. Finally, we're going to cast her in an actual leading queer role. Mm-hmm, so she's mm-hmm. going to get the girl. Who's the girl? Aaliyah. Possibly Alia. We don't know how to pronounce her name. Shawcat. I know. I wish it was me, but like, I'm not going to cast myself. Yeah. Not yet. Not, not yet. Totally, like, gotten established. established. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Aubrey Plaza and Aaliyah Shawcat. How freaking cute is that? That's so they're cute. Gonna, oh, and they're, their, their chemistry, chemistry is going to be out of control. Oh, my God. Aubrey's going to, like, destroy darlings. her, though. Aaliyah, like, you might not be okay. I know. Like, Aubrey is just going to make her fall in love. I know. I can't oh wait. Oh, my gosh. I really can't wait for It's going to be movie. so good. Okay, that's, like, really good. And I think that, that would we say that was 12 total people? Yes. That, so do we know how many people were in the original? Uh, just because no. like, we said we didn't want to. I think that's a 13, actually. Oh, gosh. Aaliyah. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's the same as the original. Okay. Yeah. On the movie poster, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, there's nine people. Is everyone on it, though? Do we cast too many people? We can still do it. I no, I think that's still perfect. Um, Is everyone on it? The guy from Entre... Nope, he's there. Um, Did you bear Aaliyah. Sorry. Don't ever. <laughs> okay, maybe we have an extra person. We have a couple extra people. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, It's still great. <laughs> oh my god now it's making me want to watch this movie okay i know we will watch it today yeah so yeah that is our dream movie casting of they're not just not that into you let's make this go viral people yeah and then let's we get this go viral the attention of the studio yes. um i can write the script on spec yeah yeah um, but I'm not trying to get played like that girl who had this, that Rihanna, Lupita Nyong idea. And, you know, we're getting, we're getting our money on this. Okay? Oh, our, 100%. This is about to be a DNA production. Yes, 100%. Don't act like you, you ain't going to play me. Yeah, you're not going to steal this from us. We no. have this on air, dated, timestamped, notarized. Yeah. We got this. But yeah, so maybe we'll make a little Twitter thread and then we can, people, do your thing. Twitter, <laughs> do your thing. Twitter, please. Oh my gosh. Okay. See, so are you guys excited for this movie? I'm so excited. Do you think we're going to theaters or are we going to sell big to a uh, streaming service? See, the thing about this is like, I feel like Netflix would be really interested in this yeah. and like want to buy it. But then it's like, is it the same thing with like crazy rich Asians? Like, do I want, does representation mm. representation in theaters matter? Like we're doing like such a diverse movie. Like also he's with that into you like did really well. Like people forget well, about duh. it. I know, but like, val- I don't like, I feel like those, I mean, even though they made three of them, but like Mother's Day bombed. Yeah. 
I don't know about your New Year's Day and Valentine's Day, but like. But they play. He's just not into you all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like. But it, sometimes there are movies like that where they play all the time, but like when they actually went to theaters, like they weren't huge. Yeah, that's true. But no, it's. I think it was a pretty popular thing at the time. Yeah. But you're right. I get what you're saying. Like, you don't feel like it gets, like, the classic treatment. Like, oh, my. Like, the way Devil Wears Prada gets. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's kind of true. People don't. People be sleeping on it. That's true. But um, I think that's why it's great to come back with, like, a POW remake. You're right. Okay. You know what? Let's field some offers. And then we'll see. We'll make a decision. You're yeah. right. I feel like maybe this movie does deserve to go to theaters. Yeah. Who knows what will be with theaters even after this. But I think we're going to go back. That's true. Because it's like, first it was like streaming took over. And then it's like, what's a channel? And now it's like, what's a theater? I mean. But people are still romantic, as am I, about going to the movies. Yeah, that's I'm true. And I think like once this is over, people will be desperate. Like I, yeah. yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I think we could do it. Or like we could. Oh, no, they really only do that for prestige movies for like. Um, like, didn't they do that for the Irishman where, like, the Irishman played in theaters for like two weeks? And yeah, then I mean, switched over I think that's dumb just to for me. the sake of being modern. Like, the movie will be on streaming services like incredibly quickly. Yeah, like maybe we'll do two, three months in theaters mm-hmm. and then boom, baby. Yeah, but HBO Max, HBO Max, yeah, or Netflix, whoever gets writes us the biggest check. Yeah, so. Well, Netflix is getting so, like, lame. Like, HBO Max is kind of, like, where it's at. Maybe. I don't know. Happiest season on Hulu. Like, That's true. People sleep on Hulu. I know they do. And they sleep on, like, Hulu, like, movies. Yeah. And I feel like in Hulu shows. Yeah. True that. True that. I think it's the name Hulu. <laughs> I kind of is. Yeah. It's a dumb name. Yeah. And, like, the green... The green. Yeah. Although I like their platform in terms of like usability. Yeah. Way better than Netflix. Yes. Way more user friendly. Way more user friendly. But yeah, we'll see. So that's just something that we do from time to time. Cast iconic movies. Yep. Like so before noon. Maybe we'll make this a reoccurring. Yeah. Uh, like dip, just, you know, not every week, but like. Yeah. Like we'll tell you about like other like movies that we've, movies that we've seen cast. that we like want to recast. Mm-hmm. Like some movies we were cast like for like a remake, but some movies were just like, oh, that like we were cast and like, no, like that's how it should have been done. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different like iterations of it. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance to it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So true. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to take a little turn because what is our tagline? The intersection of pop culture and politics. Boom. And now we're going to get political. Yeah, we're going to get political. Like, we hate to do it, but at the same time, it's the only way I know how to be. Sure. It's like I live in both these worlds. <laughs> so it's like, how can I not express that to you guys? Yeah. As my, our loyal listeners. Um, okay, so you sent me... Did you send it to me? I did. Okay. You sent me a tweet the other day, and mm-hmm. it was a video of Cornell West mm-hmm. uh, criticizing President Obama, mm-hmm. essentially calling him a conservative Republican and dressing up as a liberal Democrat. Yeah. And I will play the audio of that clip right here. So it's very sad. I mean, I'm glad there was not a right-wing takeover. But we end up with a Republican 
a Rockefeller Republican in blackface with uh, Barack Obama, so that our struggle in regard to poverty intensifies. That's a pretty rough assessment of President Obama. Oh, that's what we have. That's what we have. Richard Nixon is to the left of him on health care. Richard Nixon is to the left of him on guaranteed income. And the same policies in terms of imperial foreign policy is at work. And it led to a bigger conversation, something that we have talked about before, of what Democrats actually represent, what what a liberal even means yeah. in the state of politics in our government in America today. Yeah. So I guess my question to you is, well, what do what does a Democrat represent today? Well, as I call them, the do nothing Democrats. The do nothing Democrats. The do nothing Democrats. Um what does the rep- republic urge well, to think of the Democrats? You know what? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry not to cut you off. No problem. Actually, my my first question to you is: this that that tweet led to a deeper, a, a huge Twitter thread that I, we both went down, which is basically talking yeah. about Obama and his incredibly moderate to conservative policies. Yeah. But how he puts on a face of progress mm-hmm. and change, yeah. uh, one of which was literally his uh, campaign yeah. slogan, but how his um, his actual like policies that he put in place like is the way that he's remembered and thought of really, truly indicative to the president that he was. Exactly. And like, I think as I am becoming more seasoned in my voting Mm -hmm. that I am now starting to feel my wheel spin the way I've heard um, other voters uh, in the past talk about the kind of frustration I just hadn't reached yet. Yeah. Is the idea that you, you know, you have two parties, you only have two options in America. Mm -hmm. And if you're a true progressive, that can be incredibly limiting. Right. Because both the parties are so conservative. And even within the Democratic Party, there are some real progressive elected politicians. Mm -hmm. But they they have so little power individually that it really doesn't make any noise. And because you only have two options in America to vote for, all the progressives fall under the tent. Like mm-hmm. we are the base of the Democratic Party. Yeah. But as opposed to the base of the Republican Party, who it seems like they give everything to their base in terms mm-hmm. of like um, social politics. Yeah. And even like taxes and things like that, like that Republicans really like. Mm-hmm. Democrats base give nothing because the top of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. is really just another iteration of the Republican Party. Exactly. So it makes me nervous as a progressive and as someone who only has really one choice of who they can vote for. What's like, like Obama gave us Trump in so many ways because I think whether he did it intentionally, which I would say he did to a certain degree and uh, present himself as this progressive change maker 
or if he did little things to hint that and then we as the electorate really ran with that and like I was telling Aaliyah like when I voted for Obama the first time it was my first time voting um it was 08 so I was like a junior in college just 20 and I you know being a first-time voter and you know being at 2008 he I really did think that he was going to be like this really progressive like guy and it was really inspiring to be able to vote for a black man for president but in actuality what we got was literally no change status quo and the truth of the matter is is that uh, my policies are so mainstream that you know if if i had said the same policies that i have back in the 1980s uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. Uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican, a moderate Republican, a moderate Republican. Like, of course, like the sentiment of like the fact that like gay marriage happened under him, which was a Supreme Court ruling, not him doing anything. But like then like he would like light the White House up and like the Democratic Party is just lighting the rainbow up in <laughs> rainbow flags. Like yeah. that's their policy. Yeah. When he ran, he said that he believed marriage should be between a man and a woman. Yes. And yeah, this certainly isn't to downplay the historic significance and the necessary and the necessary step it was to have a black president. Right. But it it leads to this bigger problem that people think just having black faces in high places leads to automatic change. Right. When so often it leads to just more of the same right and like also like as a progressive who's like learning more and more about our society Mm -hmm. how can we now in good conscience vote for democrats when like we're seeing like like joe biden didn't get the same type of like like what we wanted to kind of talk about is the idea that the democratic party is this really progressive liberal change-making party when actuality they're not Mm -hmm. And democratic policies on a national level really line up pretty closely with more moderate Republicans. The only way they kind of seem to like differentiate Mm -hmm. is when you're talking about alt-right Republican policies. And then like the Democratic Party to like to combat those policies aren't really that radical. They're just like, oh, no, like we don't like giving trans people rights in the workplace and giving gay uh, individuals' rights in the workplace is to me not radical. Right, I agree. Not in 2021. No. So, like, because we have this party that wants to do like incredibly evil things, yeah. And then we have another party that just wants to do like normal evil things. Yeah. It they always seem so much nicer. Literally, the Democratic yeah. is just like the party of like nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, we get and because like. The ideas of like universal health care and universal free college. Um, free college and free um, child care mm-hmm. and the idea that like getting birth control should not be like so freaking hard is radical in the U.S. where in other Western countries it's not. It's like the baseline. We get stuck in this like wheelhouse of yeah. like trying to like become a progressive and healthy society mm-hmm. and we can't yeah. because like any type of like redistribution of wealth for normal people is considered communist and the devil yeah but like for like the corporations in the top one percent it's continuing to happen like 
a bailout of a Wall Street company in five seconds flat. People frozen in Texas. Mm. <laughs> we people don't want a handout. People don't want a handout. Yeah. They're you know? like, can you guys do a GoFundMe? Because yeah. those seems to be those like, working. Those really seem to work. And I do think some part of it, and like coming back to Obama and Trump, is and even going back to like JFK, is what we expect but in but also demand of our government and our politicians we often don't demand much of anything from them Mm -hmm. and so when we have to ask for things they're like wait 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 wait. yeah what and it's partly it's because they're treated as um uh, celebrities yeah jfk was Mm -hmm. uh obama was yeah Trump was a celebrity and yeah. then became president. So it wasn't really hard to make that leap from Obama, who was a politician and became a celebrity yeah. to Trump, who was a celebrity and then became a politician. A hundred percent. It's an incredibly, it can be an incredibly lucrative field to get in. Yeah. And money can corrupt so easily yeah. that maybe if these people, maybe they do start off with good intentions. I don't know. Maybe they really do start out with wanting to actually help people. But so often it seems like they are just in it yeah. for the power and the money. Mm-hmm. And the and, individual gain. And the individual gain. And people keep saying, like, just wait. They'll die off. People, young people will, are going to come in and they're gonna all going to be rep- progressives. And that's just, we've seen, they've been telling us to just wait for these people yeah. to die for so long. And it's like. That's not what's happening because you, you can see with younger politicians what's happening like the yeah. uh, John Ossoff. John Ossoff from Atlanta, who, again, I think has a similar kind of spiel like mm-hmm. Obama, where he's incredibly charming. It's literally just because they're in their 30s. He's in his he's young. Yeah, he he looks like a guy you would see at your local coffee shop in Brooklyn. But when he actually talks about his policies, you have no idea what yeah. he stands for. You know, he's not for universal health care. Yeah. He's not for a standard minimum, uh, a, you know, raising he's the minimum wage. He's not for wage. a Green New Deal. He's not for the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to ask yourself, well, then what? No, I do think he actually wants to raise the minimum wage. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. People want to know what kind of person they're voting for. But I think they also want to know what policies that person supports, what you would do, what you would vote for if you were elected. Let me just do a speed round with you, if I can. Do you support the Green New Deal? No. Do you support Medicare for all? No. Do you support DC statehood? Yes. Do you support Puerto Rican statehood? Yes. Do you support defunding the police? No. Do you support abolishing ICE? No. Do you support expanding the Supreme Court? No. Do you support ending the filibuster? Maybe. Okay. tell me more. It's not just a question of yes or no filibuster. What I will consider is the implications in the long run when the shoe is on the other foot. Um, this was prior to his election. Yes, it was prior to his election, um, as he was running. Yeah, but like also like what got us here at this point was watching a clip from Joe Biden's town hall on CNN on yeah. Tuesday. Just on Tuesday where someone yeah. asked him. Um, that me, was crazy. That was crazy. He said... Me and my friends um, are being crippled with student debt. Mm-hmm. What we, we people have asked to for fifty thousand dollar student loan forgiveness. Will you do that? I'm not going to do that. That's what he said. And then before God, like we should literally reenact it when she was I like, know. "Me and my friends are crippled by student debt." Me too. 
Me who? too. Who? Biden, who? He was literally being Your like, kids do not so like freaking passive aggressive to yeah. her and like patronizing to her. He was like, me too. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And then he like said something, some bullshit about $10,000, which will never happen. Which will never happen. And talking about how people should have free community college. No, no slight on community college. Sure. That should be free too. But, but higher, on, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a freaking break. Higher learning. The thing that we actually like community college is not, is a stepping stone and it's often something people use actually when they can't afford yeah. a four year school. Yeah. So what good does, I mean, I'm not trying to say that it wouldn't do any good, but like what people actually need yeah. is free four year college, yeah. state and so they private. So can be competitive in the job market. Exactly. And you should also want to have an educated citizenry. Right. Yeah, not just competitive. You would think, unless for some reason you don't. And wh- why wouldn't they want that? And why wouldn't you want to? No, when, like seriously, why wouldn't they want? Well, I'm gonna yeah, get into okay. that because, and also, like, why wouldn't you when, like, eco- when econo- uh economists, yeah, um, there I go, <laughs> um, across both conservative and liberal um journals have talked about how canceling student debt. Yeah, I can't hear myself. Okay, just keep talking. Okay. Canceling student debt would eliminate so much racial inequity in our society. Yeah. That it would lift the economic burden by like so many millions of people would lift people out of poverty Mm -hmm. if you canceled the student debt. Yeah. So it's like there should be no reason why anyone who gets into politics to truly help (laughs) their country to truly make people's lives better wouldn't want to cancel student debt right it's predatory it's ruining people's lives there's no reason in the richest country in the the world world. that they should be profiting off of people's poorness yeah and i don't mean like like i mean like this affects poor working class working middle class yeah upper middle class like so many people can be yeah. strangled by student debt. Like it's hard to pay off 50, 60, 70 grand. And it's Even not like you just get a good job and it's like that. No. Yeah. Cause then people want to buy homes. Mm-hmm. People want to live. Some people want to start families. Yeah. Like it's like, it's crippling. Yeah. Um, so it just stays with them or people can't even start doing any of those things because they're so crippled by it. Yeah. And it affects black and brown people more yeah. because black and brown people have less, equity mm-hmm. already so they have to take out more loans yeah. they're hit with harder interest rates mm-hmm. so it would only be a net good to cancel student debt loans it would only make our country more profitable more educated more economically healthy because you have a uh, citizenry that is more able to stand on their own feet which is what americans love mm-hmm. we can start owning more homes, building our families up, yeah. which is all signs of a good and positive economy and society. And society, yeah. So if you don't want to do that, then that makes me think you don't want those things. For people. For other people that aren't, aren't you, you. And your maybe immediate family. And maybe I'm wrong, but I would really like to hear Joe Biden tell me why he doesn't want yeah. to. Like, if I tell you that these are all things that would happen from this... And those are all things that sound good to you. Yeah. 
He would tell you the econ- the economy is complicated. Sure. <laughs> and well, no. What he would tell me is that there's better ways for it to spend this this yeah, money, which, which is what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that he that money could be better spent giving free community college. No, no, no. He said something about kindergarten. Yeah, oh, free free preschool and kindergarten. We don't already. Ain't that no. what public school is? <laughs> no, not for pre-K and kindergarten. Okay, like dang. Yeah. Okay, no. uh, something else he's not gonna do. Not gonna he'll, do he'll just tell me that the money would be better spent for something else he's not gonna, gonna do. do. If we have free pre-K by the end of his four years, I'll die of shock. Yeah, and that's another thing they do. They tell you these two things. Okay. Well, if you want me to give you, well, if you want student loan forgiveness, then I can't make free uh, pre-K or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So then now you have to choose between the children mm-hmm. and your debt. Right. And but somehow other other Western countries, smaller than ours, less uh, with wow. less GDP than ours, mm-hmm. smaller GDP than ours, are able to do all of these things. Correct. How so? How does that work when we have? Some of the most wealthy people in the world paying tax or not paying taxes in right. America, but we can't get those same. So I'm always frustrated with like, what does the government actually do? You're forcing me to live within the society mm-hmm. and follow these laws and rules, but you provide me with nothing. Correct. But crippling debt, so uh, so healthcare, if I have a job. Yeah. If I don't, I'm screwed. Correct. Um, and, and, uh, and and you're providing me with two kinds of politicians who are, when you close your eyes, the same. Yeah. Like, not like, like, and that's the thing is like, it, it, oh God, a big ass <laughs> deer just ran past our window. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is that like, sure, like, I know we have like certain politicians like AOC and um Rashida Talib and Ilian Omar like I know there's our progressives but like to get any like we to get any actual like progress yeah. we would need like a progressive party yeah. we would need a party, party to actually wield power because and I think that like that's another thing of it is that like Joe Biden didn't do what Obama did like their 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 campaigns were so different were very different like I don't think like Biden was a senator for like 50 years I don't think there was any misnomer that he was gonna be like Obama being an unknown he could really create for us who he wanted to be whereas Joe Biden didn't have that luxury Mm -hmm. but what I will say though about him kind of deceiving voters is that I think that those progressive members within the democratic party by kind of telling us to trust them because we have no other choice is like no joe biden like didn't lie to me well he did but he didn't like like i didn't think he was going to be a progressive but when you tell me let's get him in office he is someone we can work with right i do start to hold my hopes up high about that 
and like that he is someone that he, uh, we could work with and could be persuaded yeah. into doing implementing some progressive policies but he's not he, he is so not like not. he doesn't even want to do something that would like make i'm like if you cancel student debt like you would be such like you would guarantee an electorate for the democratic party for decades i mean look at the stimulus checks he talked about that. And then he, he talked came, about it all the time. And then he came in and said, well, not the 2000 every month um, that some people in the Democratic Party have been saying that we need. Well, yeah. everyone has been saying that we need it, but some Democrats in the party have been saying that's what we should be pushing for. Not even 2000. No, he's going to finish off the 600 that you first got from Trump and just give you 1400. Yeah. S- just one time. Um, yeah, there's been no discussion of like, and then like in repeated. another three months or another six months. So if that's true, and he only does the fourteen hundred check once, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing he will, considering yeah. how long it's taking just to get that, that will mean that Donald Trump gave more, more economic relief in COVID than Biden did. Yeah, and he also said that he wasn't going to deport people, and we're under the 100 day mark and he has already deported people Mm -hmm. so now you're kind of lying because i asked you this question earlier off air i was like can we be mad at obama did he sell us lies or were we just or did we bake up a guy in our head yeah or were and i say both yeah i think he dangled Mm -hmm. like the little temptation of like oh my god (laughs) like this is happening and but like and his actual policies like he dangled it but then we ran with it like we twisted in our heads what he was about to do and what he was about to be and completely and he was like and he he didn't have to do that he didn't have to lie to us the the imagery and the things that he was invoking change being the first black president that was like enough yeah and but but there were more things than just maybe us being deceived maybe manipulated is the, is the, is more the yeah. right word yeah um because then you have him coming into flint and telling people to drink the water but that was in his second term by then yeah so he no i know i'm just saying that like i like in in his second term instead of like being like his second terms where he was gonna get really progressive and do whatever he wanted he just like kind of buckled down to more like no right like second term would have been the time to actually come in hold the flint politicians uh and the michigan govern uh governor rick snyder mm-hmm. accountable uh for poisoning and killing black communities mm-hmm. but instead he tells them that the water is fine and takes a fake sip of water yeah and then he gets in a car with rick snyder yeah who's now actually being prosecuted but no thanks to obama right um, but yeah, so I guess where I'm going with this and I guess the takeaway is something that we kind of already know is like, I can't even call myself a, a Democrat. I'm not going to call myself a, a liberal because I don't believe in any of their policies and I right. don't agree with the way they want to run the government. And we're just stuck with these politicians who half of them want to be celebrities, half of them and rich and the half of them just want to be rich and powerful and it leaves normal citizens and it leaves the state of the country and society absolutely screwed mm-hmm. with no future towards building a better um humanity yeah 
Cause like it can't go on like this, <laughs> but I, it, it, I fear that it will. And I don't know how that, but that's why I'm saying it can't go on like this. Like right. we are now entering a point where we're like, our society is so unhealthy. Yeah. And the government refuses to do anything to fix that. Yeah. They don't think it's their job. So my, it's like, yeah, yeah. what you said. So like, what is your job? Yeah. What is your job? Because I mean, Congress only works three weeks out the, <laughs> yeah out the month that's i mean that no that's true no i know yeah and they take all of august off yeah like it's so crazy like and they have like the best health care in the world it's like all the things that like americans like ask for like yeah they have and that they tell us they can't that we can't have they have yeah and there's always this idea which is why rich people don't want um to be taxed that if we give it to everybody then i won't have it yeah and then you're going to, now we're getting into a conversation about wealth and like, <sighs> and like why, why, people, why, why they want certain people to be gravely in debt, why yeah. they want certain people to not be medically insured. Why do they yeah. not want everyone to have access to university learning? Why? Well, yeah. And if, cause if people had more, if more people had more access to higher education, then they would know what the F is going on. Exactly. And they'd ride in the streets. Well, they would if they came to my class. That's true. Now, if you go and you want them to take econ classes, then I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that yeah, is a larger question. Oh, now we're now. talking socials. I want to control <laughs> your curriculum. Yes, I am. Because you need to know. Uh, yeah, you don't need to know about stocks and bonds. That's not real. No, what you need to know about is with this. Yeah. And yeah, and then you get into a larger conversation of like, this this thing that we do with people and especially young people of drilling into them of like what they need a level of productivity they need to give to society yeah to and we tell people especially young people that they need to be highly productive they need to work x amount of hours yeah often more than the average if they're only working 40 minimum 40 hours then they're lazy mm-hmm. um, and that they should want more 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 they should want wealth and how much is enough and it's like you have someone like jeff bezos who got rich off of the pandemic yeah doesn't get taxed no appropriately and then you have people starving so how how can we have both of the like what kind of society has yeah that? like where's our moral compass yeah as like a culture like as like as americans culture. like if that is i don't even think like being like american like yes there's certain like idiosyncrasies about us that like as a culture like maybe when you go abroad other things can point out mm-hmm. but as americans as a collective like what do we hold to be true that is like fundamental that we all agree on like that like like i don't feel like we have that like no. i don't feel like we have that culture of like of course like everyone has free health care yeah. like of course like that that'd of be cr- crazy everyone is everyone has the right to a home right to four walls to to heat and water we don't have that yeah we would we tell people we tell homeless people who have been put in those situations because of often the situation of circumstances of that the government has placed around them yeah. on, a, on a larger scale to just put themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah. When they're not wearing any boots. When they're not wearing any boots. 
And they just, the government just looks at you. Where did I just hear someone say that? I thought that was so deep. Oh, oh I, I think it was, um, no, I think it was uh, something Fred Hampton said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, someone much wiser than me said that. Like, And he probably wasn't even the first person to say it. Yeah, but. but yeah, I don't know where that leaves us. I don't know. I don't know. Did we deep, dig dig deep enough into the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party? <laughs> I I think so. Okay. I mean, I just don't trust them. I don't believe yeah. them. Yeah. I think we I should, like, tear back the layers of Obama, like, more thoroughly. Not, like, right not necessarily yeah. right now, but, like, maybe it can be, like, a continuing goal of ours. Yeah. Because I really do think that we produce idols we do yeah and i think that like becoming a politician is like like you said like a way to become a celebrity but it's like i feel like i'm just now realizing how much that's utilized as a way to like just become like a top one percenter yeah it's like you like become like you and like how you think that like every president comes in with their own agenda, mm-hmm. but really the agenda is just keeping America running. Yeah. And like how well you can do that while also simultaneously think have people think you're like a good person. Yeah. Like that's the trick. And that's kind of what I was saying about like, and like for that prize, like you then get like $60 million in book deals and blah, 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 right. blah, 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 and mm-hmm. get to and be- your own podcast. Yeah. And- and that's yeah, it's like that's what I was kind of saying. Like we make we make them into celebrities, and then we are confused why they don't want to do anything for us. Right. And that's what like we need to alter. I mean, this is another bigger conversation about well, maybe we need to just start over, and that the, clearly the system that is in place right now isn't working. Right. And so it's like we need to stop idolizing even people like aoc i mean especially people like aoc whose policies whose policies i do agree with for for the most part but you know she's on the she's cover. not my friend she's not my friend she's on the cover of magazines yeah and if we started treating them less like uh celebrities and more like uh elected officials who work for us yeah maybe we would start to get something done yeah but we have to just like i yeah. think like I, that's what i was saying like i think there should be a cap on how much politicians can make because i think maybe some more honest people would get into the line of work yeah um but and like also just like we need to stop like like we talk about like change and stuff like that, but it's like so funny to see like the same old models yeah. of power just regurgitated into like newer forms. Yeah. Like the way that like social media, which can be like so radical at times mm-hmm. to see like someone like Kamala Harris kind of like take that on, like in terms of like Maybe. showing like being a black woman in power. Right. That's, uplifted from like people like uh stacy abrams right but then like people like kamala harris i think co-opted oh yeah for sure because she's really not no about change no at all (laughs) at all um and like 
you know, she takes like pictures in the White House, like one I just saw recently. She was like, it was an aerial shot mm-hmm. and it was on, uploaded onto her Twitter. And mm-hmm. she was like walking across a black and white tiled, like marbled floor, mm-hmm. like either heading into the white, like either in the White House or heading into the Senate chambers, not yeah. sure. But she's like wearing a power suit and the aerial shot. And she's like um, walking to make change. Or something like that. Oh and like God. someone retweeted it and was like, she ain't nothing but photo shoots and vibes. <laughs> like, and it's like, that's what I'm like. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's like, like, are you yeah. going to make policy at all? Or are you just going to keep having photo shoots and like saying like <sighs> black women? Black girl and magic. Like some variation of black women. But it's like, you're not doing that. They want to just give you symbolism. Instead right, but that's I'm saying. Like, change. but like they use those things that actually started off as radical markers on social media, and they co-opt it yeah. and they use it as like, and like John Ossoff and uh, Reverend Ravenak, yeah, Warnock. What's yeah. his first name? Whatever, Reverend Warnock. They've done the same thing. Like, I don't want to speak too much about Reverend Warnock because I actually know less about him than I yeah. do John Ossoff. And I just like know that like because he is a preacher who is also pro-choice, people are like, whoa, like yeah. radical. But again, it's like also pause. Like that's not radical. That's not right. real radicalism. Like that might be radical, right. but that's not like radical. Yeah, and like speaking to the Twitter politician thing, like John Ossoff has tweeted, no one should have to like go broke to pay health health care. Yes. But he is not for universal and health that's, care. Yes. And like that's such like head on the freaking nail. So, you, he says that stuff like that all the time. Like that's it. what, that's misleading. Yeah. He will, and like not that you should be getting your information about who you should vote for off of Twitter, but some people yeah. do. And he's definitely trying to aim at those people yeah. because he sends a tweet like, uh, 50, um, we can get $15 an hour minimum wage, which we've been talking about it so long that at this point it's $25. Yeah, it's but anyway, $15 minimum wage, but only if we win the Senate. This was prior to yep. his January runoff. Yep. He would tweet stuff like that all the time. Like, we can't do X, Y, and Z unless we win the Senate. Like, AKA, so vote for me. Yeah. Like, this is so important. And I bet you if we, because all those tweets are in the Library of Congress. Yeah. If you look up all his tweets that said we can't do X, Y, and Z unless we win the Senate, yeah. I bet you at the end of those four years, none of those things will have none, been done. None. And they will have the Senate. Yeah. And they had a Democratic president. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of misleading I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't believe in Medicare for all, but you say no one should have to go into debt for yeah. medical bills. Okay, then what? What? Okay, then what's your plan? What's your plan? Don't, like... Okay, my response to you, John, is you're not for universal health care. So how do you plan on me doing that? So how, do, so how does that happen? Even I, who, who, was, who has had health insurance, who's not, ha, been fortunate enough to not have to go ever without health insurance. Yeah. I've gone to the doctor and had then ended up with medical bills that I've not been had to like monthly pay off. Right. For a checkup. I for know. just a general checkup. She will not go back to the doctors. I will, <laughs> will not. And that's what happens though. People get mm-hmm. so scared yeah. to... They're like, oh my God, like this checkup will cost me $700. They don't like, go to the doctor and then they get sick. Right. And then they're... And then they're... F two ways to Sunday. Right. Like that's that is what happened. Right. Like maybe not- because the real issue isn't everyone being insured. Yeah. It's the fact that I mean now we're just like really talking about it. and that's like and that's what I was saying about like the Demo- 
in terms of like Obama's policies. Like the best thing about Obamacare, which is what he clings to when I mm-hmm. hear them all talk about is the fact that insurance companies can't deny you for pre-existing conditions. Yeah. He always talks about that. It's a really big, proud yeah. feather in his great. cap that he talks about. And that is huge. Yeah. I don't want to negate that. That is really, really, really huge. Yeah. It has changed people's lives. But that's the problem is that there shouldn't be an institution that you have to go for and pay that could have done that in the first First place. place. So it's like, yeah, you made something shitty, like less shitty, but like that's all Democrats do is just make things like slightly less shitty, slightly Slightly less shitty. But it's like, and then it just gives ammo for Republicans to run against and repeal. Yeah. (sighs) Oh my God. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we've talked about this for a while. Yeah. We're over an hour. Should we wrap it up? We're over an hour and I'm over this. Yeah, I mean, because there's kind of just like, I just feel like we we go in circles and as just people who... We're going to come back to this topic again. We're definitely will because, I mean, more things are going to continue to happen. Democrats are going to continue to lie to us or continue to just not do anything. They're going to continue to tweet. Um, yeah, we're going to start. Yeah. Like the Twitter policy making. Yeah. That's like, stop. yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll, we'll definitely come back to this and just pontificate a bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, not to continue to talk in circles because we're just going to keep pointing out all the things that are wrong and all the ways we don't know how to fix it. Right. So, oh, I know how. I, mean, I definitely think, you know what? Actually, in this case, we haven't overthought it no we've we only scratched the surface we haven't thought it enough yeah yeah um but yeah this has been another episode of you might be overthinking this but i'm your host Aaliyah, and i'm your host dara thanks for listening Bye. there are many whites who are trying to solve the problem but you never see them going under the label of liberals that that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire western hemisphere he's the most deceitful he's like a fox and a fox is almost is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf you can see the wolf coming you know what he's up to but the fox will fool you he comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth you think he's smiling and taking for a friend